Hey everybody, I'm Reed. I'm Andy. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> and Mr. Does one of us have a bad <laughs> That should be the intro. I like it. And this is creating Ramel the Hell. <laughs> And good morning, friends. Welcome to another edition of the uh, Mobius Theory Fable Factory presents Ramel the Hell behind the scenes in the development of a super mega project. Super happy fun times. <laughs> you know, as probably most everyone has figured out by now, we like started recording these podcasts kind of a while ago and uh, we recorded them in such a way that they didn't have to be in any particular order for release. <laughs> and so we, uh, we are just kind of going through and talking about the development of this project that uh, began in your brain, Andy, what, like two decades ago? Maybe a little longer, maybe two and a half. Two and a half decades? Two two point four decades ago, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, <laughs> one one score in four years ago. <laughs> I think the first ideas was were ninety six. It's kind of like, and I, that's all an important. Yeah, that's a very specific year because that was um, not. I was out of college well i didn't finish but i was like out of i was no longer in college and that was like the a year of of discovery and writing a lot more okay so that's where it started cool um so like in talking about the story um why did you can, can you tell us a little bit about the the genre that you wrote in and kind of why why you chose that genre the the genre was i think the discussion of that has to do with um you know and i've mentioned the other story i did but it, it really comes down to transplanting or using as a metaphor um or some kind of imagination, a device, kind of changing the 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 thing. And I there's there's a couple of techniques, I guess, that could be ref, like kind of related to. But um, and I wish I had some examples to to explain that better. I, in the back of my head, I know that there's stories that do this, but um, I, it's kind of not really surreal. It's more like. Um, like uh maybe maybe kafka or some something like that that would kind of um basically not be literal and like so this this was a 
either a device to also tell the story, but also kind of make it easier to to tell because it's not so painful, I guess, in a way. It's kind of like, um, you know, could be, it's not, but it could be um, similar to what you might see when when stories get into like drug flashbacks or hallucinations or or like dreams, dream states. So in that sense, it kind of is surrealist in the sense that it it kind of uses this um, dream state device to kind of um, to 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 tell a story of a place that's kind of mutated in in whatever is going on in the narrator's brain. So that's a really I know that doesn't really make a lot of sense the way I said it but if I were going to start over it would it would be to say um it's a it's it's a story set in the housing projects where I grew up in Brooklyn but um but because of the hierarchy and cultures and and people and and power plays and stories that tell there there are kind of fantastical and sometimes unbelievable so I kind of it's just more of a pure imagination device to kind of like translate that into you know what I grew up watching in video games and movies and and the like where it was like you know this this setting could easily just be something fantastic so I just went with that Mm -hmm. I think that might make more sense with specific examples, maybe, from when we get there. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's so it's a fantastic um, slash sci-fi type setting, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, what kind of? Uh, I think we talked a little bit about this on an earlier. Um, recording, but can you go into some of the the themes and then how, like you're presenting characters? I'm leaving the question super vague so that you can kind of take it wherever you want to go. <laughs> oh, that's good. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, the 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 story is one of of oppression and and identity and um the characters are in this place um kind of not necessarily trying to escape but just trying to survive and i it it's what i felt in this in this place growing up and i think it's a a relevant story for a lot of people where you know even if it's not a physical condition it's a either psychological or financial and it's just like this feeling of uh being trapped and and the the i don't know if that answers uh, that i don't think i answered the character question um correctly 
can you ask a can you ask a supplemental sure <laughs> okay so you have this sci-fi fantasy setting of this um huge megalopolis oppress oppressing essentially anyone with n- little to no power and uh i'm curious how like you know the themes of oppression and just like the striving for something that might be out of reach to most you know what kind of what kind of ways are you showing that or like letting the reader or you know i guess at the end of this project there there will be multiple ways to kind of see or interpret that you know one of them will be reading it one of them will be seeing it because art will be a part of this project and another one will be listening to it and we've had a couple recordings where we've talked pretty in depth about the music and and mm-hmm. like how we're gonna work towards that those feelings um how are you how do you how are you hoping to present it the themes that you have written the challenge there is because it has to be vague um and and almost mental um so the, the strongest inspiration which i think actually came i i didn't see this movie until after i had started this and it kind of resonated and it's like it was like holy crap this is basically i wish you know i'm not afraid of kind of taking from things but um you know i'm glad I, i'm glad i kind of came about this in my own head um and not just trying to mimic something even though i'm not opposed to that um but in thx 1138 the theme the the basic theme there with oppression and 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 um kind of confinement is that it's not real it's uh implied and it's it's there's without, <clears throat> you know at the risk of spoiling if you haven't seen it and you really want to see it you can kind of like just look away for a minute but um <laughs> the the basic premise is that that these characters can just walk away into the distance and they're actually if they keep walking they'll um <clears throat> they'll they'll escape but nobody ever really does that yeah um so th- so this i could ex- explain that or answer that better by saying what it's not it's not troops walking around a perimeter it's not machines like kind of watching you all the time and it's not battles and a police even though it could be a police state it's not directly that it's um these people feel trapped but they don't there's nothing really holding them in they're they're just there and that this is a tone and a and a kind of a an idea that is to me uh, i have to be careful not trying to minimize and say all you have to do is just walk away this is not some kind of like libertarian story or anything like that even though i I don't want it to get it's not political it's more um uh it's more complex than that i just wanted to be clear that it's not um but these prisons are sometimes not not necessarily self-imposed but they're um they're emotional and i wanted to explore that as opposed to like a big bad police state. This is more like, you know, 
these people live in these areas and they feel trapped, but there's really nothing stopping them from leaving the city. Now, I don't know but there, that there's any place to go, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 mental. So there's a lot of in terms of the the real answer to that. There's there's kind of emotional and mental struggles um so that would be narrative that would be maybe imagery hallucination type imagery um kind of and and setting sure i mean there's something to do with like the setting you're in kind of traps you without actually having be about walls i mean it just just by living in these places you kind of feel it's a very unique kind of architectural issue but um and eventually which is like the last piece of the puzzle music will will be how this is implied Mm. okay um through some of our discussions talking about the story a little bit um one thing that I took a note of because it sounded super interesting to me and I, I'm hoping like we have enough time in this episode to, to dive into it a little bit, but you talked or you mentioned that in developing this story, you have a descending timeline. Can you talk to talk about that a little bit and what that means? Yes, I looked at my notes recently, and after we had mentioned this in another episode, um, but I think it was, and I and I know I sound like I'm, I don't really know it. It has been a long time, and also I'm also subject to kind of this is all subject to kind of be be changed in real time. But what I what I think I had in mind was this countdown. Um, towards something that was going to happen that never, never did. So, so I, so my notes I have, this is like basically this thousand year timeline. So they, or it's 999 year timeline where they set, they just hit the, they just hit the, um, sort of similar. And I said this before, I sort of similar to Y2K, um, d- dilemma where they kind of assumed in a thousand years we'll, we'll rework the clock and we'll just we'll we'll kind of do something grander and it'll it'll scale up. But something happened um, at some point where there was a collapse, um, and then the count the counter's still going, so we're getting towards zero. Um, and there's a lot of tension and what will happen there. Um, that's super vague, but that we have to fill that in. That's not, uh, I wouldn't be prepared to kind of like explain, just explain. That's kind of the story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I have in mind, so what, what's important here is that this isn't going to be just like a, um, decay state. This isn't a lot of times in stories like this, there's, um, collapse and and uh abandonment and decay aesthetic Mm -hmm. um overgrowth and you know bomb ruins that kind of thing and so what's different here is that it's an incomplete state so 
what you see is not like there once was this grand tower and it, and it collapsed or there was a bomb or something like that. It was. It's more like this construction on these grand towers were happening and they kind of stopped. Okay. And so it's not even necessarily dirty, although it can. I mean, it is by virtue of it being old. It's dirty, like yeah. European city, but it's not like a Mad Max or or. <clears throat> it's more. It's a little bit more refined. It just happened to be incomplete, um, okay. which is a unique. Just just something that's that the unfinished thing like super intrigues me. Um, my wife and I are watching this show on Hulu called Travel Man, and it's with Richard Ayoade, who is a, a British actor. Um, but the show, the premise of the show is that each episode, he goes to some city, usually in Europe, for t- for forty eight hours for a weekend, and it's basically a highlight of different things you can do, or you know. Um, places to eat or just like activities and stuff and and you know he's always throwing out stats for for things like how many people visit you know how long this building took to build and the 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 in construction thing over time um you know when he when he's talking about like a chapel or a cathedral or like a castle that is built over generations and i'm just like how do people you know how did people have the patience to start something that you know they may or may not have known would be finished in their lifetime you know to me that's so such an interesting concept i don't know if you thought about that at all in the development of that but just you mentioning that they are building these structures and you know they might be incomplete or just like still in process you know that's always an intriguing thing to me like the the thought that goes into something yeah, that, that is, is that interesting. Massive. That is really interesting. I had not something that's part of this back and forth, right? That should be part of it because I didn't. That's. I mean, I there's a lot that I never got into. Um, but there is a function of how you know what you're saying is is makes a lot of sense. Like how how would you make? Well, that's interesting. If we explore that a little bit, um, yeah. on one hand, the people that started this or even worked on it at some point are no longer alive and they never really saw that this isn't finished so they kind of had this hope that i'm doing something that's gonna be built and it's gonna last a thousand years and they never so how does that their their memory or their honor is kind of like yeah is but but also how living in that state knowing that something's incomplete it's it's really fascinating that kind of maybe adds to the oppression maybe right i mean it, you're you're like you have this tower mm-hmm. that's that you're next to and it's this potential symbol <laughs> of um of you know whatever it is yeah but it doesn't really um it doesn't mean that well and it gives like the unconscious feeling of just being unsettled too you know like if 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 we're having something worked on on our house you know anytime there's somebody in here they might have you know their plastic drapery up to minimize you know dust and like just anything like that but if there's something going on and it's unfinished like your home doesn't feel like your home you know what i mean and so i can see that as a very big symbol of 
part, you know, part of the the underlying sense you're trying to get across where, you know, if there's these grand structures and they're incomplete or they're being worked on and they've been being worked on for a lifetime, you know, I can see how people living there under these scaffolds are just like, you know, this doesn't feel like home <laughs> or. Yeah. Interesting. That's a great, because decay, if there were ruins and, you know, there was, you kind of accept that and you see that in sci-fi stories or fantasy where you kind of you move on and it's it it almost becomes okay in that sense because it's like this is the fallen the king used to live here and whatever and it's this is a memory or some kind of but if it's this kind of constant like state of waiting it's yeah that is an unsettled feeling that the comparison to the home is really interesting yeah because that's exactly that's a great um that's not what that's that's the unique that's an add-on to this because that's not what um the my that's not what the housing part that's not a, whatever the a direct um pull from my life but um sure. may, may, maybe in some ways like any of us, if there's a, you know, in terms of a city that's, there's always road construction or something, you never feel like it's just kind of complete. I don't know. That's a little bit more obtuse, though. I wouldn't want to. Well, getting, like, relating it right back to your experience, which is kind of where this is coming from. Are, are you, is like, the sense then is, is it like, you know, if, if, if Ramel represents, the neighborhood you came from or whatever you're showing like the borough or what you know you, even just your building kind of on a micro scale is it something where it's like it's there and you're living in it and it's like how much care is being given to keep it up or is you know is there restoration or is it just like we finished this now we're living in it and we're just living in it and like just things you know maybe you'll see a little pockmark on a wall that never gets fixed and it just always stays there and eventually more it, you know that is the decay portion which you said it's not really about decay so you know and i'm i feel like i'm just rambling but no that's um so not since you ask yeah since that's kind of helps since you asked me about like my own specific story uh, if we're going to add this to the story, um, there never was, there was never decay. And the thing about some of these housing projects, at least in New York, at least in, in the experience of the, the, the skyscraper versions where there's, you know, there could be 14 story tall buildings. They never felt new, but they never felt under decay too. I mean, stuff, stuff actually got repaired, but it just was, it just, it was this constant state of of keeping it as is. So I, I don't. That would be interest. That would be important to kind of keep, um, in the in the story aesthetically and whatever else. So maybe there's some kind of maintenance system that just keeps things as is. Yeah. Once it's once you reach a certain level of construction, there's an automated system that kind of maintains things, but it never progresses because that requires something else. Yeah, well, and that's that's like a a totally another unique way to think about it too. Because if you're 
if you're just maintaining, yeah, things won't decay and they'll look fine, but you don't, like you said, you don't progress. You don't like, you don't have something that looks nice and, or maybe keeps up with the culture's development. You know, it might like, right. I think of something that's, you know, stuck in the fifties, <laughs> Yeah, you know, that you, you'd know exactly kind of what era something is in. You look at a car, you can say, Oh yeah, that's like from the fifties or sixties. Or, you know, you look at like, um a cars nowadays and they're so like you know their their lines are very smooth and and gentle and sloping and then you like have is it the next evolution of automobile design the cyber truck where it's like very harsh angles and you know so if something is just maintained it kind of is stuck in whatever time period that is so interesting yeah curious to think like you know the structure of Ramel. is it is it just stuck in the past and you know it's just not growing yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me of what you might consider cuba at least havana to be like with not i know we're i don't want it again like it's always flirting with things that are really complex <laughs> and big that i don't want to get into or compare it to yeah. Um, that, again, that's a political thing that I don't ever dare to get into here. Sure. But that, like you're talking about the cars, like a lot of the, that you do see the 50s and 60s vehicles that are just maintained. They mm -hmm. don't get new cars, but they keep what they have, and they're just. It, it's really bizarre in that sense to see things stuck in that time. <laughs> they, it, time really did kind of stop. Um, you know, in the 60s. Well, you know, thinking about it too from a totally, you know, thinking about just that aspect of it from a totally different angle, if you're just maintaining something, um, chances are the economics of that situation are better. And I don't know, like, if you thought about that aspect of Ramel, um, like, you know, if you're not upgrading a car every whatever, what is normal, um, mm -hmm. let's say five years, you know, chances are you probably don't have a car payment anymore. Um, so, you you know, there you, you might be in a better economic situation, but, you know, everybody's story is different. And I'm curious, like, how can you talk about, like, the economics of Ramel? And that might be too deep or it might be something you haven't even considered i don't know i haven't i haven't considered it i have i would have to take from what i think goes on in, in all these questions they're kind of like i'm refer you know if my first place is to jump to well what was what was it, what would i say if i had to if i had to answer that and this is mm -hmm. kind of fun about this podcast because just answering this isn't a real interview this is actually development process. yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah. join us folks as we create ramel on the fly <laughs> so with the with the so the economics of in a in a system like a housing projects is inside a larger city so it's not a fair one-to-one -one comparison however um that has the potential to be subsidized and and funded from a government system that really just doesn't 
is essentially limitless for what it is. It doesn't require much. So I think that it's um I think that's true. I think that would apply there what you're saying. I think that there is I think that's how it can last even though it's incomplete because it it's maintained. So the construction is going to be the expensive part, right? But if that's stopped, mm -hmm. then all you're doing is maintaining, but you don't have to build or replace anything. It's kind of an indefinite system. Could <clears throat> be, yeah. Potentially. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, and then emotionally or mentally, you have a system that you don't feel like you need to change. Yeah, if the status quo is just, I'm doing okay, you yeah. know, and, you know, if there's a ripple in the, to mix metaphors, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, is it going to be a negative or a positive impact? And, you know, for most people, change is just negative. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, and this might be a question that is easy to answer and it might not be but generally the story overall is it just meant to be like a uh, a canvas painting where we get to go into and just witness a setting or is there a goal of the of the characters is there something that they are striving for the goal is part of one goal is to one goal is to discover and take take down to an extent who might be in control and who is limiting and restricting movement an access kind of like a a revolution for lack of a better word okay um and another is escape um and then you know more broad not to sound too generic and broad but yeah the concept of freedom escape rebellion somebody kind of like realizes that status quo is is a problem that kind of thing where it's like hey maybe we, maybe things should change and they spark something yeah but but also but for the large part is 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 also a canvas yeah yeah because you're essentially you know part of your life is this story or you know this this story represents part of your life just kind of not in a one like not in a literal sense but yeah. you know i'm i think about and this is maybe, maybe has nothing to do with it but i'm like is is the resistance or like one of the factions are they trying to complete the construction of like this this you know any part of the city or like are they trying to take pieces of the city and under their own control so they can try to improve lives for the people in that section or you know how does that work maybe there's opposing ideas you know maybe it makes sense that there's a group that just wants to flee there's a group that wants to keep things the same 
And then there's a group that wants to take ownership or kind of fight back and take take on. That could be. I don't just at the risk of not making that too. At the risk of making that complicated. I don't. That could yeah. be something that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys? Um, this is kind of off topic, but just kind of like this dystopian type conversation. Uh, made me ask this. Have you guys, either of you, read the Asimov Foundation series? I don't... No? Think, no. Okay. I was, I was curious. I haven't read it either. Um, but I know that Apple TV is creating a uh, Foundation series. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen that trailer, but that I is... Like, yeah, that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, it, it looks to me like how I envisioned Dune. Um, and that's, you know, that, that series of books also. And it's like this world and there's different houses that are going, you know, trying different means of, of control or gaining control. And, yeah. you know, in Ramel, um, and I don't know this personally you might know this and it might be in in the bible that you've created for the story but like who who is in control 